Hi, and welcome to the Making Our Way podcast. This week, our guest is Andrew Richard as we take a deep dive into his beautiful new workbench. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, good to see you this week. Hey, what hey. it do, baby? What's been, Dean? What's I don't I have no idea what's going on with you because I don't. You're not on Instagram, so what? Look, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> it's driving me nuts. So I've cheated a few times on my iPad. I still don't have it on my phone. Yeah, and I'm still realizing like how much of a time suck it is. So before we record it, I wasted 30 minutes because I was w- getting the link and then I'm just scrolling Instagram. But um, I'm doing so much cool stuff and I can't post any of it. The <laughs> highlight I've got two highlights. One is I just burnt the shit out of myself before we started <laughs> because the last time I went home, my mom has one of those uh, wet bandsaws. So it's a it's like yeah. a diamond cable right. and I cut all these whiskey bottles in half. So I had this awesome bottle. I got out my, uh, I've got one of those uh, workstation sharpeners. I can't think of the brand, but the Tormac or whatever. But so I do have a Tormac, but no, this one, it's got a glass, like a flat bed. And you can put different grits on it, wet sand. And so I sanded them all flat and I'm like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? And I didn't research this, of course. It was like, I'm going to take a torch and I'm going to heat this up and kind of you know, soften the edges so it doesn't uh, cut me or whatever and right. shattered the, the glass. Oh, no. So oh. the lesson to come away with is don't practice with your best one. You know, if you're going to practice or you're going to try something for the first time, try it with your least favorite one. Not with your favorite one. So that was a good takeaway. The other takeaway from it is when glass shatters because it got so hot, do not grab it to throw it in the trash can. Because I burned the shit out of myself picking up molten glass off the ground. I didn't want the dog to step in it. And so it shattered. So I just reactively went to pick it up and it burned the shit out of me. But luckily I have a first aid kit right behind me. And oh, so very I, good. I uh, got some burn cream out of it and put it on there. And I, I think I was actually a little worried. This happened at about 630. We started at eight and I was a little worried. Like I was having trouble typing y'all, but Ooh. now we're about an hour in and uh, it feels fine. I think it, I don't even think it's going to blister. So, uh, nice. but the second thing was like just a huge victory last night. Uh, I've got this old slot machine. If you do follow me, yeah. you may remember this summer. Mother's Day, I went home. My dad had the slot machine. It's an old nickel slot machine from, I think, the, the 30s or 40s, and it didn't pay out. So we worked on it, and we got it to pay out a few times, and then right after I posted, it quit paying out. So you would hit a winning combination, no, no money would come out. And I thought it was the feed tube was dirty, and so the nickels were getting twisted or binding, and, and so that's why it wasn't paying out. So he brought it up to me when they came uh, right before Christmas, and last weekend, I put it on the table and I took it apart. And I spent uh, Sunday about six hours on this machine. Mm. Wow. Trying to figure it out. But the way it worked was, it was really neat. Like, I kind of just started with the things that were on the surface. And I'm like, all right, if you're going to do this, you got to do it. And I started taking things off. So removing screws, removing pins, removing pe- And everything, it's all mechanical. All spring tension. And oh. everything is like machine glide there's no very little lubrication except for on a few of the heavy moving parts but everything is like machined to slide and not uh be over greased and things like that because if you grease them and then you get lint or things out of your pocket that'll create binding points so anyway to make a long story short in my head i was able and this would have been such a good such good content 
I went through like, okay, this triggers that. Okay, this triggers that. Okay, this, and just kind of went through the whole process, taking things apart, making sure they function right. I do all this, all this, all this. I had to stop because we, we had some other stuff going on and um, I revisited it last night and I was looking, I'm like, what is this bar? I don't understand this. This bar looks like it's impeding the hammers. And so the way it works, just be real quick. So you have your three reels that spin. Those right. reels are connected to plates that have teeth. And so whenever the timer runs out, uh, like a stop comes in, catches the teeth, that tells the reels to stop spinning. And then these plates have holes. And if you land on a corresponding winning spot, there's these five hammers that file fire. The hammers are associated for cherries, plums, oranges, whatever the picture is. Oh, right. Yeah. And if there's a hole there, the hammer goes through the hole and the foot of the hammer. So the bottom part of the handle, basically, it swings back the opposite direction moves a rod out the way and whenever the spring engages the pay slide to slide back if there's no rod there that tray slides back and the coins fall out the bottom if no hammers fire then the rods are there and the trays don't slide back no coins come out well i wasn't getting full articulation and so i'm removing springs i'm like something must need to be adjusted and then i see this piece of metal and i'm like what is that what is that attached to? Like this, it's got a screw, a bolt on one side. The other side's just loose. Like this is non-functioning. Why does it make any sense? And then I activate it. And, you know, so this is all outside. So it's all like right. Terminator 2. You know, I'm, I'm having to like Exposed. hold things and hope my fingers don't get smashed. And I'm using a pair of pliers to activate the handle. It's all exposed. And I look and there's an anti-tampering hook that was grabbing the rod that needs to move out the way to free the hammers to fire. And if the machine is tampered with, this piece slides down and locks the bar so the machine won't pay out. And when oh. we were jacking with it, we activated this anti-payout hook and all I had to do was lift it up and it started paying out again. Oh, wow. So I was oh like, it's gosh. okay, I was in here, I got to clean it up, I got to do some things. I may still revisit and do some more touch up on it. I, I am think I'm going to make a video about conservation and restoration and when do you go too far? When do you go beyond what the original intent was and, and all that stuff. And then just show the, the complication of the machine. It's really neat. But I would uh, be very interested in seeing them that what you just described, I would love to see how that actually oh, looks. It's so mechanical and really neat. Yeah. And that was a thing was you, you only get one spin, like one crank right. and then in seconds it's done. And so mm -hmm. in seconds you're trying to process the whole mouse trap right. and to go and just say, okay, I know what this does. Now I'm moving on to the next part. Okay. I know gotcha. what this does. And then to figure out how the slides worked and what these bars did and how these springs worked. Uh, it was, it was really, really neat. And it was exciting at the end. And then, so Kristen, who's my biggest, do not bring more shit into my house, detractor. Uh, she came back here and I was like, Oh, Hey, look, I got it working. And on her second pull, it hit. And then she goes, oh, maybe you could put a table inside. And I'm like, that's right. We got her. We got her with the, <laughs> the 15 cent payout. Got her. She's going to let me bring it in the house. There you go. So <laughs> I was going to ask you, so like for you to check that, like you had to keep racking it again and again and again until it hit a payout, right? Yeah. 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 So, so it probably took a while to cycle through. Uh, so there's a way for, the, for you to cheat to make it a payout every time. Yeah. So what you do and, you know, if, yeah, I'll tell you real quick. So the, the way the payout works is there's a timer. The timer is just this fan that spins and it winds the spring till it gets to a trigger point. And then that's what act fires the deal. So what you do is you just take a screwdriver, 
you stick it in there where the fan can't spin. You crank it, it releases everything, but the timer never starts. So then you manually spin the disc to get them where you want it. Then you move the screwdriver, the fan cranks up, fires, and activates a payout or not. Wow, okay. And then it's totally random every time, or is it like a certain number of teeth in the gear? There's a winner every... I have to believe it's totally random, especially after I you know forced payout so many times. Right. So if there was any kind of, I mean, I've misaligned any program. You know, it's not digital; it's all right. mechanical. Right. And as much as I can tell, I mean, I I don't see anything that's counting. It's not that complex. I mean, this is a right. like hundred years old, um, but it's 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 really it's really neat. That's cool. Very cool. It makes great noise. And then I'm sitting there like. I spent all this time and went 15 cents, but that was probably a good payout back in the day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. If it was in the 30s, 15 cents was it. Yeah. Well, I'm you're, it's, it's more by the, with that. Yeah. By your, the, if you put a nickel in, you're getting three times out. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're putting $5 right. in, percentage you're getting five, of return, $15 right. out. Right. Right. So, hmm. the funny thing is, is how many nickels do you have? I mean, some people, you're in the Midwest, Chris, you probably have a big, five gallon jar full of change but a lot of people don't have loose change laying around especially not nickels maybe quarters probably pennies but nickels i don't know and uh the other one is i did find some silver nickels that my dad forgot to scoop out so oh jokes on there him. you go nice yeah we've got a game that we played that's the nickel game so i've got a little bag of nickels i got a little big bag of quarters because but that's how that's what we do <laughs> very good i like it so, Christy, what have you been up to? Uh, so I fist finished Anna's uh, leather-covered journal. We talked about it last week where oh, I right. had the clear plastic, and then I uh, glued the front and back with the leather hand-stitched. That took yeah. a long time. When you sent that picture, I was like, that is so much hand-stitching. <laughs> I, I was uh, yeah, watching watch TV and just hand-stitching my heart out. Um, the lesson that I learned, because this, I'm, I'm making two of these, one for myself and this one was Anna's first, um, from our conversation last week, I do agree that I will take the plastic out next time because it's just, it's very thick. It's just a lot of, it's a lot of book thickness that I don't need. So next time I will do two layers, you know rough sides together yeah. of uh of leather and i want to get my sewing machine working and hopefully use my little leather hand crank sewing machine oh okay to to stitch that now the one thing that i was trying to figure out on a clasp or something to hold it together because i was wanting to do initially and i even bought elastic i was gonna put sandwich in the back and then to where you can put the elastic band around the front and it would hold it together. Well, I glued it all together without including the elastic. So I was like, well, stink. Now I've got to come up with a, a way to close the, um, close the journal. So I still had some leftover material from uh, Anna's grandpa's shirts that I'd used <laughs> I was going to say, do you have any buttons or anything left over from a yes. grandpa's shirt? Yeah. Yes. So the cuff on his, the sleeve has his pearl snaps. Oh, perfect. perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So his pearl snaps is the closure uh, for her journal. So I'll be shipping that to her this weekend. 
but um, I was real tickled with it. I thought it turned out good. I, you know, I'm just, I'm not good at getting a good cut on everything. It looks, it doesn't look as, as really good as I was hoping. I mean, it looks good, but not as good as let it get some age and all that. I guess that's true. As it gets beaten up, it'll look better. The older it gets. Yeah. Well, with this, with this (laughs) one, I was cutting the leather based on the plastic. And next time I will be cutting the leather in the shape of a rectangle regardless i'm not going to be trying to gauge based on anything else it's going to be straight cutting on the leather and then that's going to be my cover so so yeah i'm looking forward to doing the second one um because i definitely see opportunities to improve it but but yeah i i was glad to get this done and like i said i'll get it shipped to her and i she seemed to be real happy with it and uh there we go real quick just seeing grandpa's pearl snaps when I tell you I've been doing so much stuff and I'm not posting any of it, I uh, tailored a jacket, shortened the sleeves, sewed my first ever buttonholes. I've never oh, done wow. a buttonhole before. Yeah, yeah. Sewed my first ever buttonholes. And <laughs> like I'm doing Dumb crazy off. shit, man. And yeah. February's going to come and I'll have nothing to post. Oh, are you not recording? I thought you were like filming I'm not it even now. recording. I went oh. to film. I did break out my camera and I used it to take pictures during the- Kristen did the marathon on Sunday. And so I took pictures of the marathon, but um, I, I haven't tried to record anything because it all goes against like, I'm just trying to lose myself. You know, I'm also refurbishing right. a table, but I'll talk about that one next week. So I have just in case I don't do anything else. But yeah, not I haven't taken a photo or recorded anything. Okay. I've never heard a statement that required more enunciation than I'm doing my first buttonholes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you're about 20, 20 years too late for that one. <laughs> <laughs> what All have right, you been so, up to, Austin? Uh, I'm not doing any buttonholes. Um, I've been just make I'm making videos, man, and and trying to uh, trying to sell some stuff. You know, I'm all over. It's, I, what have I been doing? I don't know. You said I don't 3D printed uh, parts. You're running your yeah. business. That's what you're doing. All right. Yeah, I did. I sold. I sold some of those. Um, there's something I did and now I can't freaking remember what it was, but, um, it caused me to make some money. Damn. <laughs> I just talked about it last night and I can't the even remember product what. was making some money. Yeah. Money. Woo. Yeah. But it, Oh yeah. 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 It was, uh, I was, so I was talking last night cause we went to, um, my niece's birthday party and, um, the worst Mexican restaurant I've ever the been worst to Mexican restaurant ever. Yep. I remember yep. that. Yep. And, uh, still dealing with it today and uh, <laughs> those Mexican restaurants tend to hang on to me. Uh, so, but I was telling them, I'm like, yeah, you know, what's cool about this 3d printer is like, I'm making parts and I'm selling them and I'm making money off of those parts. And I, I sold right. some yesterday and, uh, and then they're like, well, how's the content? And I was like, well, to be honest with you, that, uh, the dimple dye video that I made with the 3d printer, uh, almost has made enough money to pay for the printer. <laughs> so <laughs> like one video in my product, I'm, I'm good on, you know, making that, uh, you know, paying for it. And they're like, well, has it paid for all of it? And I was like, well, let's not talk about this mountain of filament over here <laughs> because <laughs> if we're talking about climbing that, it's going to be a little while. I need some more videos to pop off, but, um, and you know what I've been doing and I, I would be curious to put this out to the audience. Um, I have been comparing uh, monetization of reels versus long form 
not just long form on YouTube, but also long form on um, Facebook, uh, Facebook, and then TikTok. I have to do long form, otherwise I don't get paid. So, and by long form, I mean over a minute. But the problem with that one is it has to be vertical format. So I'm all over the place on like time and uh, and uh, format. Um, so it, you know, it seems like Facebook has. Um, stopped paying as much for reels as what they were paying. And of course they don't tell you, you know, it's, right. it's totally just like, how do you feel? And so I put the feelers out, talk to other guys that are doing it. And then they're like, all everybody's like, it's way lower than it was. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like, well, maybe you just have shit content, but I am as f- suffering the same and I know mine's not shit. So, uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it's, it's definitely seems lower. And so I'm kind of leaning this and, me and dad were talking about it today, like leaning into doing more, uh, regular YouTube videos, long yes. form. Um, and by long form, I'm not talking super long, but just mainly the format and, you know, longer than a minute and a half or a minute is what YouTube shorts are. Man, right. I think about that gantry series you did all the time with the, I think that I have a better perspective on what like well, I watched one of my videos today because I had to do it for uh, uh, I bought a Rode microphone forever ago and I had a bunch of issues with it and I never I went to do the warranty deal and at that time if you bought them off of Amazon they weren't giving you warranties with it because they oh. there was a bunch of knockoffs being sold on Amazon so I just was like well that was a wash I happened to enter the serial number on the website to see if mine was a knockoff and the warranty thing popped up and then they're like, yeah, you're four years too late. I'm like, I know. But then I mess it popped up a message and they're like, would you like to talk to somebody? And I was like, well, I'm going to see what these guys say about this thing, making a weird noise. And so I had to watch some of my videos to find where that noise was and send them that clip. Um, so they could check it out. By the way, their customer service has been unbelievable like oh nice they've sent me like seven emails like they were researching watching more of my videos and all this stuff. i'm like this is crazy like i this is like a, a 40 dollar mic guys chill out like it's <laughs> you know like you don't need to be doing that um but they've been fantastic so if anybody little shout out to them because I, I was uh very uh happy and surprised by how much work they put into it but anyways i don't even remember the fuck i was going with that but <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ending up on long form and I think, I think I need to do it. So, oh, I, my perspective, I think I have a better perspective now after making thousands of videos, like at this point I've made so many videos and, uh, I think maybe I'll have a better, maybe I should just copy Andrew Richard makes, but he did a woodworking project. And you're allergic even worse than he's allergic. Yeah. I thought we already decided you were the product, not that stuff you make. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, are you thinking beginner level projects, you know, going to the masses? No, just whatever the hell I'm doing. Okay. It's going to be whatever I'm doing. So okay. if I want to talk about lathes, okay, here's, here's exactly the problem that I had. So <laughs> the exact problem I had is I'm, so I made a lathe Chuck video for Instagram yeah. uh-huh. and I'm limited. I, I hit a minute and a half so fast. Right, and I was trying right. to cover a, a pretty broad topic. So I was talking fast. And and you know what I ended up having to do? I had to cut the video. I had like seven and a half minutes. So I, right. uh, And I was like, man, uh, by me cutting this video, I'm shortchanging information that I really wanted to get across. They don't do great on reels typically anyways. And actually, even though that one has done better than others, others but um, 
I was, I really felt limited, which is the first video that I felt super limited on. Uh, and I said, you know what, if I'm going to be making more of this, like beginner style content where to teach right. people or to, um, you know, just kind of like remove some of the myths. There's, there's so much bullshit scary. when yeah. you try to learn metal, metal aids. Like there's so much about it and it would just cl- cut through the bullshit here. Here it is. And I'm super digestible. This is what you need. This is what you don't need. Right. This is what this does. You know, you, there's no reason to have all this bullshit around it. That is fluff. Get rid of the fluff. Have there you go. A lot of information packed in there, but that's why I've been pushing. Maybe I should go back to long form a little bit and, but still keep it tight. I don't want some rolling on video forever. Right. And keep it informative. You know what I mean? As, as you're going too, like you yeah. said, or yeah, I'll do that. Or I'll, you know, dip my balls in a vaporust one or the other. Yeah. We'd like to take a minute and thank the folks over at Patreon for their financial support. On our top tier, we've got Marion Ward from Creative Ward Gallery, Scott Oren from Daddy Yourself, Ozark Spirit, Chris Shelby, and Nick Birchtold. Tonight, we're joined with Andrew Richard. How's it going, Andrew? Very well, sir. An honor to be here. And be here again. You are a repeat guest. We had you back in April of 2022, episode 53. So thanks for uh, sticking with us and coming back on one more time. Thank you. Thank you. Since you've already been on, if anybody's interested more in Andrew and his backstory and maybe some other projects he's worked on earlier, we encourage you to go listen to that episode. But tonight, this is a project-focused episode. We want to talk about your ultimate woodworking workbench, the masterpiece itself, that in three days, you've got 7,000 views on YouTube. By the time this will come out, it'll probably be 150,000. It has just (laughs) taken off like a rocket. Um, So just... Basically, Andrew, why did you do this? Let's start with what was your workbench? What was it beforehand? Yeah, so um, when I first moved in uh, to the shop, there were some uh, some two-by-fours and some plywood left over from the previous owner. And I needed a bench in a hurry because there was a bunch of stuff in the house that needed to get worked on. So that's what the bench got built out of. And how and, long ago was that? Oh, about seven years. So, yeah, it's just suffice for that long. What about it bothered you enough to say, I'm going to make the Taj Mahal of workbenches? <laughs> I like that Taj Mahal. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I just I just got tired of staring at it. You know, I just, I I, I mean, you guys have seen my, my content, my videos. I, if, it, if it can't be made fancy, I'm not interested. And yeah. everything can be made fancy. So, what I love about it is so many of us just put up with an inconvenience because, well, we already spent money on it or it's already there. And sometimes you just need to move shit out the way and start over. And you went you went to 11 on this one. <laughs> All right. So you've got this workbench. Did you take any inspiration from the old workbench into the design of the new one? That I like the height, I like the width, or I want something smaller. You know, Were there any features that you decided to carry over? Yeah. So the last workbench was four foot by eight foot. So sheet of plywood, right? Sheet of plywood, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that it was too big, right? So, because what ended up happening was I'd end up with multiple projects going on at the same time and spread out over the workbench. So you lose track of which parts go to what, right? Yeah. So you end up going to put a coffee grinder back together and you start putting pieces in from a bench vise. And then <laughs> nobody wants that. No. So, um, yeah. So I, I actually, I stood at the uh, at the front of the big workbench and I measured my reach 
right? Where, what was the maximum distance that I could reach without being uncomfortable? And that's how I picked the size. Nice. That's a good way to do it. You know, built for you. Uh, I like yeah. that as a metric. And then you design this digitally first, right? Yeah. Yeah. What was the thought process behind doing that? Oh, I wanted to not screw up. Uh, <laughs> that was really the biggest motivation. I really, if I was going to put uh, this kind of time, effort and money uh, into building what I hope will be the last workbench I build, I did not want to, I didn't want to screw it up any more than I was going to. Right. So. Well, let's pull the gift wrap off. What woods did you use for this workbench? So this was, um, the top is made out of Bolivian rosewood, which is uh, Palfero. So uh, it's not a, uh, what they call a true rosewood. So it's not endangered, which was, but it has the look, right? Which is why I was really attracted to it. Um, and then the hardness, I spent a lot of time looking at hardness uh, in the wood database and, and figuring out what was going to be, because I like a hard workbench, uh, what, what was going to hold up for me. Mm -hmm. um, so that was the the big choice there uh, with the, the rosewood. And then me, the base is ash. Um, and that was because I've always liked working with it. It's really strong. It's really hard. Um, and it does not cost nearly as much as the Bolivian rosewood. So right. <laughs> it, was, it was a big cost decision there too. So, And then when you modeled the bench, it almost looked like you incorporated those woods into the model. Is that true? Yeah, I, I tried to. So um, my wife likes to see everything visually when I can do it that way. So um, I wanted to get her opinion, her thoughts on it. Um, she's my my fancy filter. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, try, I tried to, to make the model as close to what I was going to get out of it as I could. Yeah, and went to the pro for the sign-off. Um, <laughs> a lot of people would be intimidated going by Bolivian Rosewood in bulk. Uh, do you have a local lumber store you went and visit? Yeah, there, there's there's one here. Uh, it's in Annapolis. It's not too far. Um, and it was it was really funny when I uh, when I got there and uh, I started picking it all out. Uh, the the woman who runs the place she looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah, she was probably. And, we got to order two more trucks of this stuff. Yeah, I was, <laughs> well, I was stacking up the rosewood. I was stacking up all the ash, and she says, "I have to ask, what are you building?" And I said, "A workbench." And she looked at the pile of wood and she looked at me and she said, you're not a professional woodworker, are you? <laughs> Why do you say that? She says, because if you were, you would not be able to afford this workbench. <laughs> That's funny. I thought she was going to say something like, this is too hard to work. You're going to hate yourself for doing all this. But it was uh, the economics of it. Yeah. Oh, she was happy to sell the wood. She was yeah. just. Yeah, you didn't ask her for uh, you needed a business account with a 10% discount or anything. She she actually did. I think she actually, oh. if I recall correctly, she actually did give me a discount just because she felt bad for me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you load all the wood up, you bring it home. Um, one problem when you build a workbench and you have a workbench is where do you put all this stuff? So what was the the flow of the project like as far as parts go here, parts go there. Here's where I'm building. Here's where I'm storing. Well, I'd like to say there was a flow, Dean, but I don't think there was. I think it was a matter of me tripping over a lot of ash while I was trying to mill Bolivian rosewood and me tripping over a lot of rosewood while I was yeah. milling ash. And that's the truth of, of it. Well, that's the absolute truth of it. There was, if you, uh, there's a couple corner shots. Well, I'm sorry, a couple corners in the shots in the, the video, the YouTube video. And you can actually see the piles of ash on the floor. And I mean, that's what it was. 
right? And I keep a clean shop. So that's saying something. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised you keep a clean shop because uh, I, I saw future you questioning past you about not hooking up the vacuum cleaner on the, uh, and we'll talk about the video a little later on. I did have a question when it came to the dimensions of the lumber. Um, was there a reason why you chose, you know, it looked like uh, eight, four, you know, what, what kind of dimensional lumber were you working with? So I did it. I did a lot of four quarter, a lot of eight quarter. Um, and that was primarily, I wanted to get a four inch thick top mm. and I wanted a two inch, uh, uh, stringers, right? Two inch thick stringers. So I, I didn't want to glue, uh, oddly enough, I didn't want to glue that together if I could avoid it. So uh, that's, that's how I ended up getting the dimensions. But, um, it was also a factor of what I could reasonably lift and haul. Yeah. It's understandable that you didn't want to glue those together. Cause I noticed it throughout the whole video that you were very sparing with the glue. <laughs> so how much glue did you use in this video three gallons three oh, gallons. Yeah. three that gallons. crazy i think typon yeah. also owes you a discount <laughs> well, it was actually funny when i when i posted the reel on instagram um i i cited them or said something about them and i actually got a response and they said boy i bet you're real proud of that project and i, I wanted to reply back to him and say i bet you're real happy with this product yeah it's 20 percent typon right yeah <laughs> So one thing I really liked about the project was you seem to have your order of operations figured out. And was that because you spent so much time on the digital design beforehand? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I went deep into the planning before I even started working anything. And then I, from I that, wanna... you knew like I'm making this side and these are the people like you didn't mill everything all at once. Did you focus on a section of, okay, today I'm working on the top or the legs or the stretchers. What was that process like? Yeah, so I, I, I tried to mill only when I had to mill um, to do the piece that I needed to do at that point, right? Because what I didn't want to do was end up with a lot of scrap wood. I, I wanted to be as, as frugal as I could about it because the bottom line is whatever I save, I'm going to use in a different project. Right? Sure. So um, it, was, it was purely a matter of, okay, I need this piece, so this is the piece I'm going to mill, and then I go into the next one and do the same thing. Right. It took a lot longer, I think, that way, but I ended up with a lot of good wood left over. I'm going to make a lot of stuff out of. So awesome. What made you decide which area to start on when building this workbench with the you, actual you, construction? You honestly, Christy, it was just experience. Right. Mm. I, I can't tell you how many tables I've built where I go. I'm going to do the top first and then I'm going to put a base on it. Mm hmm. And that always seemed like a good idea. And I think for some pieces it is, right? If you're working with, you know, like a slab or something, that really is the way to go, mm -hmm. uh, at least for me. Um, the For this, it was a matter of, I know uh, that my accuracy is not that great sometimes. Mm -hmm. So if I don't start with the legs and the base, there's no way the top's going to fit. Right? I, I just needed, I needed to start with the measurements I knew. Yeah, that makes sense. And can you start walking us through the legs and the base? What was your thought process? Because those are not just plain, simple, here's a couple two by fours kind of legs. <laughs> what all is involved with making those legs? All right. So that's that's an interesting one. So <clears throat> I, I actually uh, I stitched in uh, the, their, their 
four inches square and uh, I stitched in a, a half inch of rosewood on each side of one of the four sides or two of the four sides. And the, the reason I did that instead of doing an inlay was because I wanted the ability to, if I ever wanted to reshape them or ever wanted to cut them down or ever wanted to, I, I have that half inch now to play with. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see that when I, when I actually do the brass insert at the top of the leg, mm. you can see that I, I actually go in uh, about a quarter inch, a little bit deeper and uh, it's still rosewood. It's still solid rosewood there. So that actually worked out. I was really happy with that. The, um, I really wanted to have, I, I didn't want to have any exposed end grain. Oh. Um, just because I, I, I find it challenging to work uh, sometimes. And I really, if I could hide it, I wanted to hide it. So it was all, I wanted to do blind, uh, blind morse and tenon wherever I could. Um, and I didn't want to use any screws. And, right. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of challenge myself that way and yeah. just say, you know, no hardware. Right. Can I, can I do it? Was this your first project of this size that was no hardware? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Just because um, I I don't think I've ever done a project of this size before. Oh, okay. (laughs) I I mean, the thing has got to be 800 pounds. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was actually a question I was very curious of as I was watching. Um, So as you were... How, what is your timeline? I overanalyze everything. So it takes me way longer than it ever should. So I'm curious, Mm -hmm. like, as you were starting out with the legs and the base, were you encouraged or discouraged as you were going along? Was it taking more time than you expected or you felt like you were on a good pace or how were you feeling as you were starting this endeavor? Yeah, I actually think it went really well. I think it, um, you know, look, I mean, I went into it eyes open and I knew it was going to be a long build mm-hmm. and it was going to be a, a big build. And it were, there were going to be days that I did not want to finish it. Um, I think any build that size, you know, you're going to have those days, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so, but it, it all kind of met for the most part, I think met the timeline expectations, met the, met the workload expectations that I had going in That's right good. now. The, the, the itching was another thing that one didn't uh, I didn't see that coming. that shut me down for a couple of days. But all right. Well, let's talk about this real yeah. quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much time did you spend records uh, searching, researching the hardness and you never read the next line that said irritant? <laughs> oh, Dean, I spent weeks, weeks looking at different woods and, and wrestling back and forth. I was looking at Wangi at one point. I, I was. I was considering yeah, all kinds <laughs> of things and I never looked at it. And it, yeah, it, it got me bad. It actually shut me down for a couple of days. Yeah. Just so, uh respiratory or just rash. It, I got just, I had it respiratory and I got real red and puffy. Yeah. Oh, so how far I, were you into what parts when that hit? Um, I was doing some, so when I, when I laid down on the tabletop, uh, it had already started and I can actually see it in the video. If I go back and look at like the back of my arm, it's a little red. Yeah. And, um, but I thought, you know, Hey, it's allergy season, you know, maybe that's it. And it wasn't until I got to doing the trim for the drawers and I started sanding the real fine stuff where it really, really shut me down. 
And because that was all real fine detail sanding. And I'm, I'm right there. It's like right next to my eyes because I'm trying to make sure it's all perfect. Yeah. So somewhere between uh, skill saw with no vacuum or hand painting <laughs> and laying on the table or detail sanding, somewhere in there is when it really got to me. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 the guy at the wood shop, I had to go back and get a little more uh, rosewood one day. And the guy at the wood shop was a different guy. And he says, Hey, just so you know, this is kind of an irritant. <laughs> and I said, Really? I hadn't figured <laughs> that out yet. And he just laughed. So let's say, so you're, you're into the legs and the base. What, what's your next step? as far as building this monstrosity. Yeah, that's a good word for it. The, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so it was, it, so I get the legs and the base done. And I, the other reason I, I, the other thing about the base is I didn't want any plywood. Right. right? If, I, if it was going to be something I was going to keep forever, I, I didn't want any plywood. So I had to mill all the, uh, and cut all the ash slats to go in there. And that was fun. Never done that before. Um, but then, okay, I've got the base now start stitching the top together. And um, I had this, uh, this brilliant idea. I say brilliant in very loose terms um, <laughs> because it was, it was, I, I think it was overkill. It was probably a little kooky. Um, what I, what I did was I took four quarter ash and I actually milled that down um, and then stripped everything. Mm -hmm. I put in a little one inch strips and then glued it back together. And I did that for the strength but I also wanted to cross laminate the top, mm. right? So the lowest level is the long ash strips and that goes the full length. Mm -hmm. And then the center level is uh, the, the one inch ash is going long, long ways. Um, and then two inch ash is going short ways. And then oh, the okay. rosewood goes long ways again. Oh, and, okay. And I did that intentionally because I wanted to make sure that there was not going to be a joint problem. I wasn't going to have a movement problem. Um, and I find that if I go really thin with, uh, oak or ash that it tends to move less and if mm -hmm. I just re put it back together and that, it worked really well as uh, the seasons have changed and the temperatures changed and I haven't seen anything yeah I was super curious about that as well and I noticed you, when you capped it you kind of brought it over and then uh, finger jointed it or box jointed it in the corners mm -hmm. and I was curious how that would hold up because I know wood is a fickle medium and moves all over yep. the place uh, compared to steel so when you use inferior products, you have to, you know, uh, <laughs> but I was just curious how, how that was holding up because that's the first time I've ever seen a table made like that. Yeah. Yeah. It is it, actually, it's holding up really, really well. The, um, uh, the joints in the corners, I, I have seen no movement. And I think yeah. that's largely because I made it, it made the joints as small as I did. Right. Um, yeah, but it's also, I think a lot to do with the, um, with the rosewood itself because it just doesn't move a ton right so the denser denser it is less it moves is that yeah well, it's it's a tropical wood right so it's got a lot of the oils in it mm -hmm. uh, which is why i've got to clean it with acetone before i glue it together uh in the video because oh, otherwise okay. it, it just doesn't it won't hold so okay yeah that makes sense we noticed that and we were like oh okay um in the video it's it's interesting it really helped. It made a huge difference. I, I actually tested it uh, without the acetone and it was still a strong joint, but it wasn't like you could, you could break it if you really tried, but after you clean it with acetone, I, I couldn't break it. What a good tip. Yeah. I had a question about the base um, because it's not like when you think 
typical woodworking bench base, you, this is not it. It's it's got almost like a uh, like an executive desk cavity on one side, like where you would mm-hmm. sit, and then the other side has you know decorative shelving and all, all cabinetry and stuff like that. What what was the idea be- behind the difference in sides? That's a good question. So there, there's actually, uh, and there's another video coming hopefully about this. Um, that's where the planer goes. Hmm. Oh, okay. So, uh, what I want to do is I want to, <clears throat> I tried this already with a, uh, uh, with an old electric, um, uh, standing desk lift. And I think I actually broke it like last week. Um, and it, it worked okay, but it was a little flimsy, but what I want to do is put a mechanical table in there and then put the planer on it and then it's it's the perfect width for my planer so i can wheel it in there and then the planer is out of the way and it's safe and it's protected and i don't have to worry about it and there's still exactly enough room for one of my bench chairs nice yeah so, so i should i should the project to my wife and i was show and i was like check how cool this thing is and she's like what's up she asked that question she's like why is the base like that and i was like uh because he built this as an executive office desk and then he realized he made it 800 pounds and he's like now it's my woodworking bench <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i can't move it into the presidential suite it has to right. be <laughs> we're gonna have to knock out a wall so temporarily it's my woodworking bench <laughs> it's so heavy and Andrew I think if anybody wants to see more of the details they need to go check out the video it's it's a good watch it's 17 minutes long but it's um, easy to watch it's very relaxing there's an interesting clip of you moving the top onto the base so the two parts we've talked about um, I've never seen anything like that what, how did that idea come to you to use 2 by 4 slides to pull the top over into position and then smash your finger setting it on the base <laughs> well the smash my fingers part I, I didn't i didn't think of that when i didn't plan that at all uh that was a happy accident right but the uh <laughs> no I, just just purely mechanical advantage right i just you know i wanted to move it and i didn't you know i'm a one-man shop so i wanted to see if i could do it by myself and turns out you know drag it a couple inches at a time well, i guess that's how they built the pyramids right so how much do you yeah. think just the top ways oh Let's see, from the angle lifting it, I'd say three, four hundred. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Um, so as a non-woodworking guy, I th- you had some like extensions that came out. Can you kind of describe mm. what, what those are and what you do with them besides just put your beer on it? <laughs> yeah, that's a good use for them, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's actually been a lot of questions about that. I, I need to do a, a follow-up video. The so the whole point was going down to a smaller bench, right? And going to a nicer bench. I wanted a surface that I could beat up a little bit, right? So if I need to saw a two by four, I need to, you know, cut some plywood or if I need to, uh, you know, uh, smelt some silver or something, then just pull those out of the front, put a little piece of plywood or steel or whatever I have, whatever the surface is, it's optimal right on top of them. And then I can work on that surface, right? It gives me a little bit of extra bench room, but it also keeps me from doing anything really stupid on top of that pretty rosewood top. Right. right. Yeah. And so what's, what's the full, you know, in the video, you can't really tell, like what's the full extension of like how big of an area can you make with us? It's a little over out? two feet long or a little over two feet in depth. Um, and uh, I, I want to say it's one, two, see, it's, it's three feet, uh, going to be three feet wide. Okay. So cool. it's a good size space. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's good. And then um, so on the other side where the planer isn't going, you have all these open, you know, uh, like there's a whiskey cabinet, obviously. And then um, <laughs> there's some other. What, what's the idea on that side? So I've got the drawers there and those for my fancy tools, uh, like my uh, my high caliber craftsman uh, exacto knife, my hexacto knife. That's right. Um, that that that's goes going behind the drawers. glass. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. no, no, that's going <laughs> to I'm going to cut that out into a nice holder in the drawer. I don't even want it in the glass. That, that, if somebody sees it, they're going to. So and my scribe that's going in there as well. So perfect. Apparently, yeah, Andrew's I mean, Austin's that... only customer. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh and then i noticed one on the other corner of the bench you have a spot where you were hanging um some a type of a, le- a leather right like mm-hmm. a leather um pad and that's also just to protect all the hours and hours of work that you uh put in what, yeah. what's the idea behind that besides just protection like what's 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 your idea and how you're going to implement that you know i actually I, i've used it a lot already the um uh, I saw this a while back. Maybe it, was, maybe it was many years. I'm not even sure at this point, but it was an Adam Savage video I was watching, and he has a little leather pad, what looked like a leather mm-hmm. pad to me on his workbench. And I thought, you know, that's a great idea, right? It's it's going to take the impact. It's going to take a beating, and it's leather. The more beat up it gets, the better it's going to look. And I started using. I had this uh, this old piece of purple leather, and I I still have, and I still use it. It's really thick. Uh, purple uh, oily leather and when I'm doing something with uh, like degreaser or something I'll throw that on the bench and it just works perfectly right nothing gets through it It, it'll take a beating it's you know I've sanded on it I've painted on it it just comes right off and so I kind of wanted to I wanted to keep that functionality but I wanted to have something that matched the bench better so uh, when I when I stitched in all the leather I did the, the pad on the inside of the and the the other side uh, to hang tools on. I use the exact same uh, leather so that everything matched, and it's been great. That little leather mat just does a world of world of good. I'm curious as far as the the top setting on the base because you overhang probably about a foot. What is what's what's your plan um, or or why that it's off center? Two reasons actually. So uh, one is. Uh, I have a, a contractor uh, saw stop and the motor hangs out the back of the mm. uh, saw stop and I sized it. So the motor will fit underneath that overhang. Nice. So I can use the table as an outfeed table as well. Um, and it's pretty close to the same height as the table saw. So that's worked out pretty well. Uh, the other reason is the bench vice that I did. Um, I wanted to, to make sure I had a spot to, to put that on the bench. So that's where the bench vice went. Oh, very good. Well, there were two parts to this project. One is the table is absolutely phenomenal. But I also thought the YouTube video was really good. Mm-hmm. And so I thought Thank maybe you. we could spend a few minutes talking about the YouTube video. Uh, the first thing that really stands out is you have this uh, bit that you run through with text bubbles where <laughs> future you is talking back with current you and, and having conversations. Where did that come from? How did you decide to do that? Uh, uh, honestly, it came from you. Um, oh really? <laughs> yeah. So uh, the last time, uh, last time we talked um, about my videos, 
um, you were suggesting that maybe, you know, do some voiceovers, something like that. Yeah. And uh, that stuck with me. And so I, I, that's part of the reason why the videos took so long to do is because I was dragging my feet and then I, I got COVID and then I got the flu and I, I couldn't do a voiceover because I couldn't, I couldn't talk. Right. Mm. Um, and so I, I really dragged my feet on it a lot. And then one day I went, okay, I'll go research how to do a voiceover. And then it said, well, you need to write a script and you do all this. And I went, oh man, this, that's, this, that's too much. Right. Like I can, I can talk to my talk for days, Yeah, but that's, that's too much. So let me try this. And I put it together and I thought, okay, well, it, it kind of gets the point across and there's still that method of communicating with the audience. And I showed it to my wife and she just loved it. Yeah. It's Good. like the old pop-up videos. It kept you mm -hmm. engaged. Like you couldn't turn away because you would miss the conversation. There's mm -hmm. a lot of videos I put on. I don't even watch. I just listened to, and I had to watch or I'd miss the conversation. Yeah. It, it, it's gotten some, some mixed reviews. Um, he can't figure the, out how to do a voiceover, but he can duplicate text <laughs> pop-up bubbles. <laughs> hey, look, man, I can do the tech. I can't do the talk. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it, yeah, but it was, it was really, it was because of uh, the conversation we had about that. And, um, uh, it, it, it's, it's gotten, I will say it's largely been very positive about that. Yeah. Well, it's you been, always will have distractors. You can't make everybody happy all the time, but, um, yeah, yeah maybe not do it forever, but I liked it. Yeah. I, did too. I, I think one thing that's super cool about it is it gives you the, it's almost like the perspective of where you were in that moment and then mm -hmm. where you are at project completion. It, it just gives you in real time, everybody gets to see that trip. You know what it right. did? It almost simulated learning from mistakes without right. ever, like it wasn't like anything blew up, you know, but you would do something and then future you would go, don't worry, you'll figure this out or, Hey, you're going to pay for that one later. Or mm -hmm. yeah, that, that is neat. It made it very humanized. It almost. I'm glad you liked it. That was, that was, that was the intent, right? I wanted to, you know, it, it's really easy to do a project and walk away from it. Either feel like you know this was a success or this was a failure, but I wanted to add that. Hey, this is what I thought about it today. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then another thing on a project this long, did you also plan out this video? Did you have like, I need to get these shots or did you just have a camera rolling for six months? Nope. I had a camera rolling for six months. Oh, wow. Ooh, wow. I got wow. four terabytes of footage and yeah, I had to keep buying hard drives. That was the problem. I had to keep buying hard drives. That's amazing. I thought for sure. I was like, he must have really just said, okay, because one thing you have is you have like some gags in here. Also, we've talked about the irritant thing, but you go and you show the page. We talked about the smashing the fingers and you have like this cut for a safety thing or, you know, um, so those weren't all designed. Those were, as no. you were going through six months of footage, you're like, oh, I can add more footage with these little digital bits. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a lot, a lot of footage that didn't get in. Oh, um, probably. Yeah. I mean, you know, four terabytes of footage. I, I didn't, I didn't scratch the surface. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Like that is terrifying to me to have four <laughs> terabytes of footage. <laughs> so as far as your reel that you've got here on Instagram, that does the six months and 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. Did you, but you did that before you did the YouTube video or vice yeah. versa? Oh, okay. No, I did the real first because okay. that was that one I didn't need a, a voiceover for. So I just did, I did the real first. Do you okay. feel like doing the real first um, helped you kind of align 
your you like plan out your YouTube more than than you would have if you hadn't done the reel in in that order? Yeah, I think maybe it did. It was because usually I do it the other way around. I do the long video first, and then I'll take snippets from the long video to make the short reel. But in this case, I did it backwards, and I think it was actually pretty positive for me. Right. And speaking of positive, I don't know what the reel's doing. The YouTube videos got. Um, like we said, 6.7 thousand views, about 50 comments, 313 likes. Um, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, have there been any comments that uh, you thought were really nice or that you were surprised to see or, or made you feel good? Pull it up right now because while you're pulling it up, I'll, I'll give some inside baseball. The first comment was yours truly. I was the first person to. You were the first. Video. You were the first. <laughs> and I wrote, Richard, this video was great. Hit submit and went, fuck, his name's Andrew. His last name is Richard. <laughs> and I had to go edit my my comment to swap that out. I, I, I didn't know, know that. that I'm an influencer. Before the video took off, I saw the potential. You were I mean, in on you, ground level. Yeah. You, you got in there before my wife did. That's impressive. I was an early adopter. I think it was during Snowmageddon, well, and so I was back here just watching videos, and I was like, damn it, I'm trying to watch you know, YouTube videos. I'm on a George Michael kick, and i got to stop to watch Andrew's video, but uh, it was well <laughs> worth the view. Thank now, you. Are, are we going to see multiple more versions, uh, snippets of this in a reel? Please tell me you're not going to yeah, just... the drawers moving. Yeah, drawers we want opening. like... The we want a lot, used. a lot, a lot of reels from I think this you could get and of this. 50,000 followers just showing different vi angles of this desk over the next few months. I yeah. mean, sure. I, I had thought about that. So, I mean, and we've talked about this before. I, I primarily do the video just to document the work. Sure. Right. right? Um, so for me, I don't typically make more than one reel or more than one uh, picture more than one, on any project I make. But. Uh, it, it and again, I think you said this to me last time we talked too. I think I can actually on this make uh, some more reels because, like I said, there's just so much content I didn't so post. Yeah. yeah, I feel like this is the like the caliber of a project that needs a lot of reels. Like mm -hmm. really yeah. break it down because the a minute and a half to cover six months of work is or a minute uh, to cover six months of work is is very difficult, and yeah. you know. Um, showing off all the little cool, interesting parts of it would be some worthwhile to bust out those huge, uh, hard drives and find at least, the uh, at least Chris, <laughs> Chris Powell, dry, poor cement amount of videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even pulling out, you know, adding the little, like you said, with the side, yeah, showing those functions, that, that could be its own little thing. That's something yeah. you could do a bunch of two, three minute deals on just, Hey, here's how these work. Yeah. How I designed them and you have all this b-roll footage but yeah i think pop up videos even another youtube video where you yes. actually do a walk around and and you're gonna have to talk but you know but, <laughs> but you don't but need a script you can just go off just go know, just record just four off. terabytes of you this talking trim right. out what you want to keep yeah cut it down to 30 seconds four terabytes to 30 seconds perfect <laughs> but yeah i think you need to i think you really should do that and uh and 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 what one thing you could do is answer questions that you've gotten you know yeah. And kind of do a recap video. And you might find that if that one gets good traction, it'll bring people, they'll be like, oh, what is, I want to see the build video. You know, they kind of feed sure. each other. Sure. Yeah. No, that's a great idea. It's, I, I think <clears throat> I, I've gotten some questions specifically about the, uh, the, the pullouts. 
And so I definitely need to do follow on with that. Yeah. Right. And um, there were a couple little build things that I did. Like when I cut the, uh, the box joint for the drawers, I actually cut both sides in one pass. And I never thought of doing that before. And it was just something wacky. I said, well, you know, okay, let me see if I can glue two pieces of tape together. Like I've seen done. And maybe I'll pass it through the, uh, through the router like that and see if they line up and they lined up perfectly. Wow. That's fantastic. So yeah, I really want to do something on that. So that's perfect. Real. Yeah. That's perfect. Real. Like that's one that would drive some, some serious views, breaking something down like that. Mm. In well, my opinion. I- as an influencer, as an expert. <laughs> hey, yeah, I trust you. You know, man. You, what are you, like 200,000, 2 million? Yeah, probably some, within <laughs> five or 10 of that, probably. Yeah. And I think whenever you you have opportunities for this to be the canvas when you're doing other small things, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to do another little bitty project, mm. do not zoom in on that little bitty project. Make sure that... <laughs> that workbench can be seen because like what Dean and Austin are saying credibility too. Yeah. And it's pulling, they're going to be like, Oh, wait a minute. We like this little project that he's working on, but look at what he's already done. So I think there's some potential to make sure you're showing this off in everything you're doing now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Andrew, we've got a new uh, component to the podcast we're doing. It's uh, you know, the shop safety, what's the closest you've come to dying. And I'm curious on this project specifically, what was the, you know, we've touched on a few of them. Those may be it, but was there anything that happened that you were like, oh man, that was close. Uh, Honestly, the, the working with the, the Rosewood, the Palfaro. Yeah. That's so I have really bad allergies to start with um, and throw into that allergy season and then taking a dive in that stuff. That uh, I'm not one to go to the hospital. I'll go to the hospital with my fingers falling off. But other than that, I'm staying home and wrapping a bandaid around it. And that was it's it's almost time. That was it was really scary stuff, right? You stop, you know, that'll freak you out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So. And that kind of parlays perfectly into our this or that. Um, this or that. Did you consider any other woods for the top? Well, Wangi, yeah. I, yeah. I looked at doing Wangi as Another well. Another very was, hazardous, toxic, irritating wood. <laughs> which was why I stayed away from it. And, it's a, <laughs> and it doesn't sand well, and it doesn't plane well. Okay, I'm, I see you like being challenged. Uh, <laughs> we mentioned uh, you went overboard with all the liquids in the video. Oh, you know what? But let's bring that back. You made a finish. What was the recipe for your finish that you used on the wood? Uh, again, something else I got to do another video on. Um, so... Uh, I'd never done that before. I've I've heard about a lot of people doing it. So that's boiled linseed oil and uh, beeswax and uh, mineral touch of turpentine. Turpentine. Oh, mm. it. Okay. And yeah, I've I've heard about a lot of people using that mixture before, and I had never done it. Um, but uh, I, I like the beeswax with rosewood because it, it gets a real strong finish on the tropical woods, especially the rosewood. Mm. And so I thought, you know, I give it a shot. I don't know what I was thinking, um, but it worked it. out. So <laughs> did you test it on a side piece of wood first? I did. I, I okay. did test right. it on some scrap first, but okay. yeah, it's still scary, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So have you scratched it yet? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And, okay. and you know, there's so many people that are just like, you know, I could never use that. It's too pretty. Oh, oh my God. that's why they don't have it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that you think it's pretty. Thank you for that. But I think a workbench should, well, a workbench like this, at least, I think a workbench like this should, it should have its scars. It should have its scratches. Mm-hmm. And that tells its story, right? And it, somebody said that in the YouTube comments. And I said, that, you know, look, it's got, it's going to have scars, it's going to have scratches. So do I, right? That's part of its story. It's part of its life. Every day since I've seen the video that you've released, that I put a piece of steel on my workbench and I drill through the steel and like half inch into my tabletop. I just think of your table. Like every time I'm like, man, I couldn't have that. <laughs> well, you need extensions so that you can work off. Yeah. The side. Yeah. That'd be the move for sure. Yeah. But I'd still destroy it. So. <laughs> all right. So then back to the, this or that, um, we noted you went overboard with all the liquids in the video, the finish and the glue. If you went overboard from a ship and you were on a deserted Island and only could have one non water liquid, what would it be? you come up with this stuff uh, <laughs> it's a twisted world up here man yeah pr- probably glue at this point i think uh i think we can stick with that uh man video, you can make a boat right? with yeah that, that actually is a pretty good answer I that's like that. probably yeah. the best answer because <laughs> i was gonna say rum or yeah. <laughs> but, uh, i mean give me some type three and some palm trees i'll figure it out yeah there you go you'll be home in that's no good. time so listening to this podcast and and just talking to you in the past I always thought you kind of sounded a little like Mike Rowe. It could just be the microphone filter. So hey. who do you think, uh, if you were on that desert island, who would you want to help build that boat with you, Mike Rowe or Adam Savage? Adam Savage. Yeah, that's the right answer. Adam Savage. Yeah. He's yeah, just a, a dolled-up Hollywood <laughs> figurehead. And if you had well, to choose no. one of the hosts to help you, how would you let Dean and Christy down? <laughs> I mean, there's no metal on this island, Austin. I know. But I can lift a lot of heavy shit. Yeah, we're talking about a guy who went from holding the flashlight for his dad to holding the camera for his son to do porn work. Sorry, good. All right, I noticed some tattoos in that in the video. Are you a tattoo guy? Uh, I got a couple. Do you I got, got any a couple. Future tattoos on the horizon? Uh, I'm too old for that, according to uh, the only person in my life that matters in okay. that regard. So yeah, yeah. She she down. has. I, I I suggested it. I told her. I said when I turn fifty. Uh, I think it's time uh, to get some some more work done. And she corrected me and told me, I'm glad you think that, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> so when is that? When do you turn 50? Oh, it's a little while off. Not much, but a little while oh, off. Okay. I'm ahead of you then, so we're good. Are you really? I, I, I guess that. In August. This coming August. Wow. 50. Yep. Jeez. Did not expect that. Yeah, the guys remind me on a regular basis of right. my age. So only because you okay. hadn't seen most movies that matter. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably true. She's like, "Have you guys seen Gone with the Wind?" We're like, "Christy, no, it's like ancient." That's it's like I watched my... it in high school <laughs> when it just came like, out. I paid a nickel to see Casablanca. <laughs> see what I put up with? Oh well. There's this new uh, thing. It's called talkies. <laughs> 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 oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. So you've been on the podcast before. I've asked you a three, tool, three tools question. I'm not going to ask you that, but I'm going to say, what are your three favorite mediums to work with? Because you're kind of a Renaissance man and you kind of jump, you're all over the place with your projects. What are your favorite three? I'd say uh, wood. Bolivian rosewood. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. Right. Um, 
No, we, yeah, wood, brass, and and clay. I'd say those oh. are my three favorites. Oh, okay, what's what's your favorite thing to make with clay? Uh, you know, I actually been uh, I I like working with clay because I like everything I make. I like to be functional, um, mm. and that's a perfect. Yeah, I remember he had that kiln. He liked to do ceramics. We were getting yeah. into bowls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I've been I've been throwing a lot of bowls and coffee mugs and you know pitchers and. I made a cookie jar for my father-in-law. I kind of want it back because it was really cool. Um, <laughs> I really like it, but I don't get a lot of chance to do it because it's it it's so messy and takes so much time to to clean up every time you do it. So, at least for me, because I, I can't keep a messy shop. It's just not in my nature. I heard that. And then, so one of the questions, one of the uh, comments you got are. Uh, it was a comment or a question, Dean. It was a comment on the video on YouTube. Mainly just kind of how do you how do you process all the good with this this bad stuff too? And Austin, you can ask it. I'm just I'm making a note. Okay, because I don't even know what the fuck this is. <laughs> it was a comment no, on his video. It was a Alas, YouTube another comment. Another potentially interesting video utterly ruined. Will you read it? I sent it to right. you in the chat. Muzak. Muzak mm -hmm. is like elevated music. music. Got it. Yeah, you I'm say like, music. What the fuck this is? <laughs> okay. Listen. Yeah, I had to look I'm it up because I didn't notice man. it before. Really? You guys didn't know what that was? Yeah, oh, I, knew, yeah I knew that was. Yeah. I just I didn't know that comment was there. I didn't notice it till Dean pointed it out, and I was like, mm -hmm. "Oh, okay, go ahead, Austin." All right. So you've got a lot of good comments and also potential bad comments. And one that I wanted to ask you about was uh, somebody said, "Alas, another potentially interesting video utterly ruined by the most inane, god awful Muzak, unwatchable." <laughs> Actually, said period unwatchable period. That last period probably hurt the most. <laughs> you, you know, I, it's like I said, I, 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 I do this for just for posterity, right? I want to document the process. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I put it on YouTube because the bottom line is it's easier to share with people. And mm -hmm. you know, if sure. I can contribute something to the community I learn from, that's really what I want to do. That being said, I like the music. I, oh, yeah. I do too. I do too. Yeah, make at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this is what I'd listen to. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sorry. It's not for you, but it's not going to be for everybody. Yeah. Not everybody wants to listen to Beavers and Heat or whatever, you know, hot band that's out there right now. Some people like this kind of stuff. Oh but yeah. Yeah. That being said, that actually is not that bad of a comment because normally my like the, the comment that I got this week uh, just said loser and that was it. <laughs> so what? I'll take I'll take yours over that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's it's it, I long for a troll. I long <laughs> for a troll. Yeah, you well, need a few more. Get those get those comments up. Right. They're coming. I, I did my the, my favorite comment on the video so far. Uh, oddly enough, it wasn't from Laura, which I really did love her comment but so my favorite comment was no one will ever accuse you of doing something halfway ah yeah. and I, I i really love that because it's 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 like i might know this person i don't but it's like i might know this person because that's probably a perfect description of me that's cool. i agree that's cool and mine if, was like i mean the bench is cool but wow this video is great it was wonderful <laughs> it was that was wonderful and it was the first one so it was really nice to hear yeah Right, you you just soared in there and just gave me a big smile. I love it. Very good. Um, the one of the projects that Marvin and I need to do in our real near future is new workbenches in our shop, and um, so now what I had in my mind, now I'm like, oh man, that's not 
it's I, don't, I know I can't get anywhere near what you've done, but now I'm thinking my uh, shortcut version is not going to be good enough. So I might have to you <laughs> might have inspired me to put a little more energy and effort into what we uh, end up with on our workbenches. So we'll see. Oh, Christy, don't say that. You make me feel bad because <laughs> it's it was it was long and drawn out and painful. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. I've got one more question. What is the fate of the old table? There's a reel coming. Um, I did take video of it, but I took it uh, vertically, so I didn't get to put it in the YouTube video. I took a chainsaw to it. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> That's a way it to get in, it out. It was in the way I needed to move it fast. So it, I, I grabbed my little electric chainsaw and I went to town. Perfect. Well, Perfect sometimes. <laughs> All right. Well, we really appreciate you coming on the podcast tonight. It's been great. If you would, please tell everybody where they can find you. Sure. Uh, so I'm on Instagram at Andrew Richard Makes, and I'm on YouTube uh, under the same name, Andrew Richard Makes. All right. Perfect. Well, we really appreciate you joining us again uh, and joining the Two Timers Club. And uh, we <laughs> hope to have you back real soon. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. How are you doing? Thanks, Andrew. If you'd like to join the folks over at Patreon, it's patreon.com slash making our way podcast. And our middle tier, we've got Tony Langer from Lingerworks, Susan DePlantis from Hearth and Garden Art, Stephanie Taddeo, Kyle with Footwork Woodworking, Dwayne McDowell, and Eric from Overall Makerworks. All right, guys, that was a great chat with Andrew Richard again. And the, the funny thing I thought when we were talking off the record was that he said in his mind, the three of us live together. All right. So let's walk through that scenario where we're, we are Three's Company. Did you guys ever watch that show? I know it was before your time. God damn it, Christy. You know, we don't, we've never seen it. But you've never seen I've John seen, Ritter in Three's Company? I've seen the pictures of it. Oh, was it Farrah wow. Fawcett? No, it was not Farrah Fawcett. Um, Suzanne Summers, Joyce Suzanne DeWitt. Suzanne Summers, that's it. Okay. And yeah. Joyce DeWitt and, uh, John, uh, see, you don't even know. I know I went blank all of a sudden just because I was called to be John Ritter. Thank you. Um, okay. So what's the scenario? Just let's just be, you know, entertainer, a relaxed conversation. What's the scenario with the three of us? What's our dynamic? Who's cooking? Who's cleaning? Who's driving the other one nuts? I feel like uh, I'm cooking and driving people nuts. Why would you cook? I don't even know that you cook at home. I cook all the time. You've had my okay. barbecue. That's fair. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I think we look would... at the sides of me. What are you? <laughs> you always say that's your mom. That's why, you know, oh, she's I blame her. It's generational up. fat trauma. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard fruit juice was the number one cause of childhood obesity. So, hey, we cut out. Our kids don't do fruit juice anymore. There you go. Oh, yeah. We just give them whiskey. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I mean, we're living in the same house We're yes, we're living in the same house. The three of us, you know, on with our regular lives, not our spouses or anything along that line, not our kids or whatever. Um, well, just, I can tell you one thing. Dynamic? If we're using the same workshop, you guys are going to drive me fucking crazy because I see how <laughs> Dean's workshop looks like a disaster in mid project. Like, yeah, it does. I would lose my mind. I was just thinking about that. Like, who doesn't put tools back up? And I oh. think it's a point like if. If you're working on a project, you need to leave it all out so that if you break something, you need you know exactly what drill bit or where the stop was on the 
the uh, drill press. So that is true. We would have to have strict rules around that. And yeah. then I think Christy's probably picking the TV programs that we watch. I don't really watch <laughs> yeah. a lot of TV. So I, I mean, I've never yeah. seen any I Love Lucy, and that's probably what she would be. Oh, we have a lot to watch. More Three's Company. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that we could binge show. all that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But what know. about like, so what are going to be the shop rules? What's What are the specific shop rules? Is it like it is now where I have a day job and you guys are both home all day? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, you'd be stoked because by the time you got home, it would be completely clean. Like you'd be walking into a clean workshop. Actually, you yeah. wouldn't be because you'd be like, where the shit is all my stuff? Where's all yeah. my stuff? I left it all right here. I wasn't, I wasn't done with done. that. Yeah, I was not done with that. So what's our uh, what's our favorite meal? Are we doing pizza on Friday nights or are we doing Yeah, I'm a big fan of like Tuesdays? pizza on a Friday or Saturday. And I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. It's because I like eating it the next morning, too. Mm, that's nice. a good point. Now I'm hungry I'm for down pizza. With that. And then what's, I like, go, what's your go-to pizza? Hawaiian. Yeah, either ham and pineapple or mushroom and pepperoni. Not no mushroom, pepperoni. Uh, black olive. No, yeah, mushroom pepperoni or black olive and hamburger. Yeah, we do mushroom pepperoni, black olive, onion. I I don't do onion. I could do. So we onion. just have to get more than one pizza. Well, yeah. I'll eat whatever. Like when people are like, "Do you want pizza?" I'm like, "Yeah." I don't care unless it's one of those like vegetable like where there's, if there's broccoli on it I'm gonna punch you in the face too. So That's I'll tell you pizza. something. Do y'all do hamburger helper? Uh yeah, just because you know I grew up poor, <laughs> right? So, it's so like we little, had it all the time yeah. growing up, and right. Kristen doesn't really jive on that. And so I think that yeah, but one she was thing. in we Houston. Eat, she was eating we, beans and rice. Maybe so. I think we would have a lot of one pot meals. Yes. Right. Crock what pot, about casseroles. mac and mac and cheese? Yeah, I sure. like the cheap. Box mac and cheese. Okay, here's a good What's one. What's the cheap box? Like powder all these or... Walmart generic powder. Powder. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm powder too, but I'm the. Don't blue bring box, out please. that cream and shells shit. Nah. Mm -mm. Right. No. Right. Dude, if it says Velveeta, that's not real cheese, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know the powdered <laughs> cheese isn't either, but Velveeta has a weird thing. Yeah, it's a weird I just, taste. It's, it's a weird color. I it's like no, I'm not. It's a, not refrigerated, which yeah, bothers me. Right, right. <laughs> so give me the real shit, the powdered cheese. That's what I want. Okay, so now as far as furniture that we have made in the past, I vote that we bring in Austin's dining table. I think that piece of furniture is one that has to come into the the communal house. So we could critique it. Well, we've already seen it. That's a beautiful table. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. I've, I can bring in like a coffee table or some. Well, table your bar that you made okay. with all the, the bar. with yeah, all yeah, the yeah. drinks. All right. That's what are you going to do? The corner cabinet that was on episode 15 through 47. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I, I can tell you what she ain't fucking bringing is that goddamn cat tower <laughs> and those dead cats. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with that. Okay. So that's a question. What pets would be in the house? Oh all my God. Them. Jesus. All of, all of them. Four dogs is too much. That's Dean, out of control. You've got such a great job. And I have three of them. We're going to have a big house to live in because you're obviously paying the mortgage <laughs> God, of the damn. three of us. So okay. we got enough room. We have to live for, out in the sticks. Yeah. yeah. Four, four dogs and two cats. I think we could. I think we could. And a, and a you know, Madeline backyard. would be in the corner telling Arlo stories about when she was young. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, me and Christy used to watch I Love Lucy. <laughs> Oh man. 
Yeah. I, are you? What about your? Are you guys clean? Like my wife's a clean freak, and I just do my best to not disturb that. Like, but I, I I'm a. I'll do the floors, uh, but I don't scrub toilets. So like, I'll do the floors. I'll do bathrooms. Yeah. Okay. Or we hire a housekeeper. I'm okay with hiring a housekeeper. So too. that's something you don't have to teach me. Is I struggle with like I cut my own grass. I scrub my own toilets. And yeah, I know there's a time where you're, there's a point where your time is worth more than the money you're paying them. But I'm like, I don't want anybody in my backyard, you know, yeah. no my problem. dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you yeah, already well, told us that there is none back there because you scoop it as it's falling off the dog's there ass. That's yeah. true too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think one thing that would work out pretty well, Christy, you park in a garage? Yes. Uh-huh. I think we would have no problems with parking because none of us park in the, like, I don't park in the garage. You yeah. do, and Austin parks on his little side pad. So mm. I think we'd parking would be pretty okay. I've got um, like 14 freezers and refrigerators. So we could have them like in the garage, in the shop. We got enough refrigerators and freezers yeah, we do that to, too. Yeah. to uh, sash uh, everything. What are y'all doing? Oh. Um, hot tub or, or pool? I mean, we're going to well, have I'm not going in Christie's hot tub because <laughs> I've heard the fucking stories. So I'm going to stay out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> but love, we might have two. <laughs> I'll bring we the love our hot tub. Oh yeah, that's a necessity. That you guys know I love my big back deck. So yep. our house has got to have a very, very big back deck because I mean that's like entertainment room in itself right there. I mean With you yeah. super just, roof. Yeah. With super oh, roof. Yeah, yeah, super roof. So yeah. what do you what time do you guys wake up? I get up at 5.30. Yeah. It depends. I mean, some mornings I wake up at 4 o'clock and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and stay awake. But yeah. be, but I think that's a difference because of my life now as opposed to when I had to wake up at a specific time in order to get ready for work. Because my theory is now, if I wake up, four, up at 4 o'clock and I go ahead and start to be productive by 5 o'clock, I'm like, if I get tired at 10 or 11, take I could a take a nap. I don't, yeah. but I could. So... My sleep schedule is very fluid now. Yeah. I would ask that one of y'all did the grocery shopping. I don't want to go to the grocery oh, I, store. I love, actually, I've become, I, I like planning meals. I like having, you know, a plan. I don't like this. Okay. Now it's five o'clock. We've got to figure out what we're figure having. It out. For I hate that too. Yeah. I hate that. And my wife th yeah. pulls that. She's like, what do you want to do? And, I, and then no matter what the first option is, she's like, I don't want that. Yeah, like Kristen's learned my. I'm just going to order Domino's. If you're going to play that, then we're just eating Domino's. Yeah, yeah. I don't have We're that option here. Possible. Me neither. So, so it sounds like our schedule would work out uh, for in the because I'm basically the same time as you guys. You know, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm up at six or five fifty and rolling. So, um, and then uh, do you guys eat breakfast at your house or are you? Well, Christy obviously it is, but yeah, I, I do here now. Nope, um, I eat oatmeal at work. I make uh, overnight oats and I, I eat that at work. And even if I don't do that, I just put dry cereal in a cup and I eat that on my ride. Wow. I love eggs and yeah. bacon, but I like sleep more. Right. So if mm. it's, if well, I, can, time are you anything out the door? I can do 615. Oh shit. Oh, okay. Well, well you're going to yeah. miss my breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can talk I to like, my boss about changing my schedule. I like like eggs for breakfast. I don't want a heavy breakfast, but I do like having something. But I don't necessarily want to eat right as soon as I wake up. I might come into upstairs here to my office and like start my day and get an hour or two into my day after I've finished something. 
And I'm like, okay, now I'm going to take a break. I'm going to go eat some breakfast, throw myself together, and then, you know, carry on with the rest of the day. Because my days are very fluid unless I've actually got like a specific meeting scheduled. On the weekends, I don't eat breakfast. I just make coffee and I'll, I'll watch TV for a minute, drink a coffee, and then come outside. I don't, I, and I, I think it's because I just don't feel like cooking or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Kristen usually starts to get hungry about 10. And so then we'll just go eat lunch. What opposite. about coffee? What about, what's your morning breakfast beverage? I, I occasionally will make hot cocoa now just because it's snowing outside. I am not I'm gonna a die coffee so drinker. Early. I drink one cup of black coffee and then one Diet Coke. <laughs> I get a bottle of Coke and I drink uh, a quarter of it. Okay. For breakfast. Yep. I get that's 20 it. ounce. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever this is. Yeah. But, so yeah, we definitely 20, will have to 16. have a full refrigerator in the garage for Coke, Diet Coke, and Dr. Pepper. Yeah. I'm so trying to not do it, but I think when February comes. So if I get back on Instagram, I'm going to find something else to cut. And I'm thinking I'm going to do sodas and just do water. It's a good idea. Fluid February. There you Ooh. go. Pick the shortest month. I'm doing flatulence February, where I only eat Mexican. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. If you like this episode, please give us a review and subscribe. We'd love to hear from you, so reach out to us on Instagram at Making Our Way Podcast or on Patreon. You can find all of our latest individual content on Instagram or YouTube. I'm at High Caliber Craftsman. Dean is at Dean underscore Duplantis and Christy is at Twisted Twine Woodworking. Lick it, stick it, see you later, bye. And our first tier of patrons are Jacob from Griffin Makes, Jacob from Other Dog Designs, Keith Drennan from Blackthorn Concept, Justin from Bear Make It, Jeff Stein, a weird guy, Dave Bauer, Caitlin Landrino, Morley Kurt, Gray from Platte Valley Woodworks, Brendan McDonough from McDonough Designs, The Grant Alexander, Jen Griffin, The Black Sheep, Brian from Moonshine Leatherworks, The Makeshift Podcast, Maritime Knife Supply, Henry at HT1 Metalworks, Brad from Brad's Customs, Steve Delaney, a one old school pirate, Kelsey Watson, Dan Gallagher, Goofballs by Dan, Chris Powell, Full Steam Design, Spaghetti and Waffles, Rebecca Johansson, Ira Housework, Ed Johns from ButtJoints.com, Dave Beckwith, Rob DeMarco, Dave at Atomic Airship Works, Earl Earl the Third XYZ, Dana and Emmett at a Rescue Room on Summit, Max at Camp Arrowhead, and Luke at LJB Makes. Thanks a bunch, folks.